Do you have a tendency to hide from or jump right into all the juiciness life has to offer? Is there something within you that wants to be cleared out so there's even more space for passion and joy? This week's episode is all about cultivating awareness so you can continually expand your relationship with all that feels good. Hello and welcome to OMG Spot Podcast, Pillow Talk for the Soul. We're your hosts, Elise Shellman and Lisa Wade. Coming to you live on a beautiful sunny morning, at least where I am. <laughs> sunny here too. Hallelujah. <laughs> I am so excited to talk to you today, Lisa. I mean, I am every time we talk. However, I, I'm coming on like back on this upswing of pleasure. Um, I'm just going to dive in. I have found that pleasure comes in waves for me, like it ebbs and it flows. And often the ebb is really big. And it's almost like I'm trying to chase the wave back into the ocean and then I'm running from it, the wave being pleasure. Mm. So I want to share with you some experiences I've had with, of course, intentional orgasm and sacred pleasure practices. So last time we talked, we talked a little bit about intention and bringing intention to the process versus surrendering to the process and how that shifts the energy. And so when I last went into some self-pleasure practice, I wanted to understand why I've been running from pleasure. Ooh, I mentioned that that's one of the things I'm learning about myself is that I'm a bit of a runner and I did not know that about myself until really getting into this intentional orgasm stuff. So I realized that there's been a lack of safety that Mm. I've been experiencing when it comes to pleasure, that I'll have like these big openings, like my heart is so effusive and I'm feeling all this magic and it's so juicy. And then I'm like, Book and then I <laughs> shut it down, shut it down. <laughs> and then I run and I do whatever I can to numb out, whether that's like reading three books in a weekend or eating sugar or um, not doing, just hiding in general from life. And so I gotta figure this shit out. Well, first of all, congratulations on the awareness. Thank you. Because imagine how many folks will go through life experiencing, you know, running from pleasure or wanting to hide from pleasure or hide from themselves when the pleasure feels too, too good and not ever be aware of that kind of self-sabotage or that kind of almost like separation from joy. Mm -hmm. So congratulations first on awareness. Thank you. And on a desire to make um, pleasure important in your life and yes. what, and what stands in the way. I mean, what's the point otherwise, right? Yeah. 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 That's why we're here. It's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. We don't have clits in heaven. <laughs> Enjoy it while right? you got it, babe. <laughs> you know, and, and we've talked before about the human experience either being, you know, the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. And at some point there's, there's a question about, and we even did an entire podcast on, on um, like pleasure through pain, 
But there's kind of the flip side of that. When there is a painful element to pleasure, especially if it's an emotional pain, then the idea of running from it and trying to avoid avoid the pleasure because it can bring this other pain that we might not even be fully aware that we're tying to it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there may be some of that going on with you. Yes. Yeah. I have a history of sexual trauma. And so diving into these practices has been really powerful to help replace the conditioning of being in my body equals unsafe to being in my body there's an opportunity for pleasure because that hasn't been hand in hand. I spent so much of my life outside of my body, distancing myself from my body because it's like body bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's been really wonderful to dive into these practices and realize that my body can be a vessel of pleasure and sex can equal pleasure. So this last experience I had was very interesting. So I went into it asking the question, how can I find safety in pleasure, mm. right? Because if I'm running from it, obviously I don't feel safe, right? right. There'd be no reason to run if there's, if it's safe. So, and then I surrendered to that. So it was like this, okay, how do I set the intention and surrender to the, the process at the same time? So part of what happens is, you know, I, I connect down into the earth and I visualize my sacral chakra, like this very strong, it's almost like, um, the lightsabers, <laughs> like, like that, like thick light cord, like going down into the sacral of mother earth. And when I was visualizing that the visualization wouldn't go through my body was like, Nope, this isn't the right visualization. And what happened is instead of the light going from my sacral down to the earth, it wanted to like scoop up all of my chakras first. And there was this huge sense of all of me needs to be a part of the process. Like it can't just be my sacral. And so every chakra wanted to connect into my sacral first. Mm -hmm. And once that happened, then I could connect down into the earth. And what was really interesting was it became very clear. So every time I've done this, it's been hundred percent clitoral stimulation. Like I've not ever done intentional, um, sacred self-pleasure, intentional orgasm vaginally. Okay. Okay. So this is important. Okay. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) What happened was Typically my visualizations, just sacral, my sacral to the earth sacral, and then I'm held by the earth. It became very clear that I needed to be holding me, that the safety I was placing outside of myself. Therefore my pleasure was being placed outside of myself. And so even though this was a process of solo practice, Mm -hmm. I was still engaging the energy of mother earth to feel safe. Mm. I've been engaging, right? All these outside or external energies, which is why I couldn't do it clitorally because it's external, Mm. right? It's on the outside of my body. And there was this deep need to move in my body. Mm -hmm. (sighs) 
So needless to say, it was not very good. <laughs> was, was it not? Was it, not in comparison. Mm -hmm. it, it became very clear that when I take responsibility for my own safety, that that is a very foreign concept. Mm. And so my ability to receive in that space was very awkward and uncomfortable. And it was an incredible like realization for me to make those connections of how I'm giving away my pleasure, which is giving away my power and how I'm even though I've been doing these practices and having these massive breakthroughs, there's so much more available to me. Yeah. Mm. This sparks so many things in my mind, so many things. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm happy for you that you were willing to listen and kind of pursue a different path you know, okay, let's see what, you know, vaginal versus clitoral feels like, how that, how that works, or listening to your body, listening to your intuition to connect in with the other chakras, to hold all of them, allow them to all be connected. Um, because I do think that that's so important. You know, we talk a lot about the sacral chakra, but in, in my view, all the chakras have a different element of, of connection and importance when it comes to sacred pleasure. And so they are all involved. Um, this idea of the external versus the internal support, this is exactly what I went through just not that long ago. And, but in, in a little different way, it was me being willing to engage my like inner divine masculine energies to hold that safe space for me. And I think one of the differences in what we've experienced and maybe due to, due to trauma in the past and that, that feeling of not feeling safe in your body, mine is different in the sense that I haven't felt safe in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, rather than close the body off and run from the body, I've, I had closed the heart off and ran from the heart and like allowing anyone into that heart space felt so um, I felt just threatening, just threatening, you know, so the Fort Knox walls, the whole thing. And, um, but it was through the sacral practices and the sacred self-pleasure, you know, that I started feeling safer in my own heart, but there was some element of bringing in and intentionally bringing in this divine masculine, you know, energy that was me. It wasn't that I'm bringing it in from externally. It was, it's me and my energy, but leaning into that intentionally to feel safe in that and to open and surrender to that inside, <laughs> vaginally, you know, that was, um, that was a huge game changer for me. I mean, enormous game changer. And, um, so I think, I think you're onto something here. I, I, there's something real to, to your experience and what, um, it, well, just the recognition of where does the pleasure come from? Where does the safety come from? Is it outside? Is it inside? And when we can hold that container for ourselves internally, then we're in a better position to be able to allow others, whether it's the earth or a partner or whatever, to hold it 
for us also externally, but to where we know we're safe in us first. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of maybe not feeling safe in you or with you, um, what, what's that all about? Oh, well, <laughs> oh, <counterforms. laughs> I mean, a lot of that goes back to sexual trauma, mm -hmm. right? Learning at a very young age that it's not up to me. My body isn't mine. Mm. And it's really interesting. I can see just as you're talking about the divine masculine, how allowing me to hold me and for all the parts of me to come together to work towards finding safety rather than being fragmented. Cause I mm -hmm. think I have very fragmented energy when I'm not conscious of, of bringing it all together. I can see how it's allowing masculine energy into my life. What has felt so safe and wonderful about connecting to Mother Earth and having Mother Earth hold me is it's a very feminine energy and feminine energy has always felt very safe to me. Masculine has not. Um, I don't have male friends. If I do, I feminize them and I call them my sisters. <laughs> um, I don't friend men on Facebook. Like I don't, I don't like talking to men um, and I can feel just even in like the meditations I've done since and the visualizations that I'm very much opening up to the masculine energy. And so I think, you know, what you spoke to bringing in the divine, your own divine masculine and integrating that with the feminine feels like that next step for me where you know, once I feel safe in my body, then I can feel safe with men. Yeah. You know, this explains so much about my sex life with my husband. <laughs> Elaborate, please. <laughs> you know, we have a history of him not taking action in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And that's always been the pain point for me. And like what spurred on us going to therapy was I'm just like, I need you to be the man. Like, I want you to ravish me and I want you to like attack me in the bedroom. I have not held space for that. I have not been open to that in any way, shape or form, right? It's, I, if I'm not open to the masculine, if I'm not feeling safe in my body, how can there be space for him to show up in that energy? Mm -hmm. And this is where, I mean, just through, you know, when we talk law of resonance and things like that, it's why the inner work is so important. And to, to eat and, and to even be able to hold space for experiencing that in the external world, can we experience it in the internal world first? And this applies to so many things, you know, when you think manifestations and, you know, law of attraction, yeah, you pick, pick your, you know, pick your spiritual thing. Um, and this is also, I mean, you just having said that makes me realize why, why we work, you and I work, I think, as, as a nice compliment to each other for this podcast. Because, you know, growing up, all my best friends were guys, at you for the most part, or, you know, really tomboy girls, <laughs> you know, and so just surrounded by that masculine energy, even a lot of my, you know, hobbies and things that I like to do would be considered more dude stuff instead of, you know, <laughs> the feminine type things. And so that's an energy that I'm comfortable with 
except for when it comes to my heart or at least in the past. And so, you know, I think we, and, and often on, on the spiritual journey, I resisted the divine feminine, you know, so much of like working with coaches and working with, you know, just trying to lean into the divine or into the spiritual journey. It was like the feminine aspect was so much more difficult for me to grasp and, and feel safe in and feel comfortable in. Um, and there was such a need to balance that for me. And, but then once I did, I went overboard. It's like, I go to extremes, you know, extreme divine feminine, extreme divine masculine, which way am I going to go? And so for me, and so that's fragmentation too. And the ability to marry all that together, you know, genuinely, when I even started this path, the phrase that, I mean, spirit God comes in and says, Hey, I need you to teach this. But from the alchemical marriage of the divine masculine and feminine was the phrase that was used, the alchemical marriage. And of course, with alchemy, it, it's a matter of, of making things lighter, better, you know, stronger, bolder, wh whatever, but taking something and making it more, more valuable, making it more whole in this instance, making us more whole. Um, yeah, this is big. This is big. Yeah, and it's become, you know, I've been really exploring this concept just in my mind <laughs> of, you know, comfort zone, stretch zone, and danger zone, right? Ooh, so ooh. This is something that I would talk to clients about a lot, right? We have, and think of like a target, essentially, if you're to visualize this. So in the center is our comfort zone, right? This is where it's our everyday stuff. It's our habits, our patterns. It's what we're used to. Okay. Outside of that is the stretch zone. So this is where we get like the little bit of anxiety and little bit of fear when we do something new, when we're putting ourselves out there doing things that we haven't done before. Outside of the stretch zone is the danger zone. And when we stretch too fast or too far and we hit the danger zone, then we catapult ourselves right back into the comfort zone. And the danger zone is when stuff gets triggered, right? And, you know, I've thought about this all the time for years in terms of like my business, right? I'm putting myself out there in new ways and I'm doing new things. And sometimes you can get triggered or if you go too far, too fast, you get triggered. But I've not ever thought about it in terms of pleasure that, at least given my history with sexual trauma, that the danger zone, like extreme pleasure can also overlap with the danger zone. And when it's so big, right? Like <laughs> we talked at the beginning of this season, how I basically went through this drought of like total pleasure drought, turning off pleasure. Like my husband and I weren't having sex for a few months numbing, all of that stuff. And then I dive back into these practices and it's like, holy shit, my heart is so open. I feel so fucking good. And I think that was such a big pendulum swing, right? Like the drought was part of my comfort zone. And then I went so far through the stretch zone and just catapulted myself into pleasure that that was scary. And so I jumped back. Mm. Right. And, and then that was the numbing. And I'm curious if that's something that you've experienced before. That seems obvious now for me, given my history, but 
I'm curious how like pleasure shows up for you if there's ever an overlap with the danger zone. Um, good question, good question. The immediate thing that came to my mind is, um, was not so much with pleasure, but when I feel my heart softening to someone, you know, like opening space to allow someone into my heart, that feels dangerous. And man, I will, <laughs> I will clear out a refrigerator. <laughs> Give me all the carbs so that I can feel more comfortable, you know, allowing this happen. It's ridiculous. And, you know, even just recently I've seen that happening and going, what the hell am I doing? And, um, but so for me, it's less about the physical safety and more about the, 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 the heart safety and, you know, allowing that to open up to another person, um, you know, on the pleasure front. Yeah. I don't know that I've necessarily felt the, the pleasure component going into danger zone, at, at least not with myself. Um, yeah, um, um, and I've pushed some some of my own boundaries, you know. Once I discovered my G spot and decided this is a whole new world, let me go there more. <laughs> that 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 was that was that was outside the comfort zone originally, but then I was like, oh yes, please, <laughs> let's let's play here. Mm -hmm. um, but but I haven't necessarily experienced the danger zone component of that. Mm -hmm. So for it sounds like for you, it's more physical. For me, it's more emotional. That danger zone is is very real um, emotionally for me, and so um, my challenge there is to not completely close down my heart and um, to actually allow space for for kindness, for you know camaraderie, for you know potential potential connection, um, without intentionally keeping everything at arm's distance, you know, and every person that could be a potential partner at arm's distance. And so that's, I will say that the sacred pleasure practices have actually really helped me with that in the sense that by inviting in and working with my own divine masculine energy, I just feel a lot more, I, I feel a lot safer in my own skin. I feel a lot safer in my own heart. I feel like I've got my own back. So regardless of what happens in the external world, um, it's not going to break me because I, I just feel more solid and more sound in who I am by integrating both of those energies, the masculine and the feminine in a, in a more cohesive way, I guess. Um, so maybe that's allowed me to stretch, like push the danger zone out farther mm -hmm. because there's, there's less that feels dangerous to me now. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The zones are always changing, right. And how much space there is between the comfort zone and the danger zone is very specific to whatever circumstance you're in at that moment. Right. It's, there's definitely not a set point. And so for me moving forward, now being able to just kind of ask myself, okay, is this the stretch zone or is this moving me into the danger zone? Or if I'm in the danger zone with pleasure, how do I bring myself back into the stretch zone without just going back into the comfort zone and shutting down? It can't, can you sense, I mean, because I'm guessing that not every sacred pleasure experience sends you into that full danger zone kind of and 
is it the is it the activity itself or is it something else going on on in life that 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 it's the combination mm. um but there might <sighs> so good so in the in the practice itself the very act of grounding mm-hmm. creates the energy of safety so the act itself absolutely feels super safe it feels really good um it felt awkward at first and even this last time doing it this new way it's like this is kind of weird but it's the the impact that it has right the impact it has on my energy field and the impact it has in my life Mm -hmm. it's like (gasps) wait I've I've never been here before I don't know if it's safe to like or stay here and I mean, even I told you when I felt adoration for my husband in a way that I was like, I've never felt this sort of adoration before. Um, I think part of what made that scary was like a bit of an ego trip of like, but can he love me that much? And is it safe to love someone more than they love me? That feels gross to even ask. Um, Yeah, it's, it's the impact. Like this shit has massive impact. And, and I think it, it does kind of shine a spotlight or a flashlight on those areas where additional healing or clearing might be, might be necessary. And so I think all of these are breadcrumbs in terms of, okay, what are the ways in which I'm standing in the way of my own pleasure, that I'm acting as my own barricade or roadblock? And how can I cut that shit out? <laughs> you know, what do I need to do to clear and heal or, or shift thinking and mindset or whatever to... To, to move to the beyond, you know, beyond that. Um, for me, the blocked heart thing, the closed off heart, I knew that that was my challenge. And I knew that I needed to reintegrate or, or actually invite in and feel fully safe. Um, not just physically, but emotionally from a heart perspective, that divine masculine, divine feminine combination. Um, and it, it's, it's helped greatly incredibly it's magic (laughs) it is is magic and and one of the ways that I and I, I I mentioned this in a previous in one of our previous conversations but it was the moment in intentionally working to integrate the two and surrendering into the masculine intentionally like setting the intention to allow that surrender to happen and then actually surrendering that was such a game changer. My heart's like, eh, danger, danger. Yeah, <laughs> Just well, hearing that, surrendering to the masculine. That mm-hmm. sounds fucking terrifying. Like my whole body contracts. <gasps> your awareness right there. <laughs> that means there's opportunity. But for you, it yeah. would be a matter of, of how, do I, how do I ease into that instead of like diving into the deep end when you don't know how to swim, you know? <laughs> um, how, do, how do you ease into it? And for me, it, but it took two years for me to get there, you know, before I was re- of doing the work and doing the practices before I went, oh, okay, this is the next step. Okay, this is the next step. And to actually take that step, um, that was a game changer. And, and what I've noticed is the difference of how I show up in relationship to myself, but also how I've been open to others in a, in a totally different, 
way kind of amazing <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying that aspect and also my lack of willingness to settle i i mean it's like once i i engaged that divine masculine part and surrendered into that all of the stuff that makes me go meh you know about other people or about potential relationships or whatever if it's a meh i'm out i'm, I'm just it for some reason it helped me re-solidify my own worthiness of deep pleasure, you know, deep passion, deep desire, and getting a lot clearer on what is it that I want, either in pleasure or in relationship, and and being willing to stick to that instead of, well, maybe I only deserve this over here, or maybe I should be okay with, you know, this thing that's not exactly satisfying or, you know, whatever. It's, it's almost like these intentional practices show us what's possible, what's available, mm -hmm. but also recalibrates us to even more being available. And then we have the opportunity yeah. to then move that out into the world. Yeah. My body's still like, ugh. <laughs> you know, one thing that I have been doing too lately, I've been doing this set of, of like the spiritual initiations or spiritual practices that are not related to self-pleasure, but then will like work to anchor them or embody them like really anchor them into my like very dna by immediately doing self-pleasure practices afterwards like doing doing the meditation stuff that's not related to pleasure and then going okay let's anchor that feeling let's anchor that intention boom use an orgasm as one of those ways to to really bring all that energy in and like push it into the cells and holy wow <laughs> That sounds wow. Yeah, because woo, when you're already in that space, you know, and then go, okay, because it's so easy for me to read the books and do the meditations and blah, 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 you know, do all the things. But then like the next day, I go, what the hell was that all about? You know, because I'm not actually anchoring it into my awareness or my body or, or whatever. And I, whew, yeah. <laughs> well, I get speechless, but yeah. that, um, that, that was a difference maker. I love that. I'm thinking about how I can bring that into my life. And I think I would just cry all the time. <laughs> it's great. I cry when I'm connected. Like if I start to cry, no, like I'm there. <laughs> so I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's laughter, you know? So when I'm bolting out that just joy laughter thing, I'm like, all right, all right. And when that happened the other day, I, it was this beautiful, like initiate, you know, guided initiation type thing. And um, I just me myself, you know, I'm reading whatever. And uh, but then to, okay, this was powerful. And I don't want to lose this. I don't want this to just go off in the ethers the minute I you know, shut this book or whatever. I, I want to really bring this in. And uh, yeah, you used use the old sacred orgasm to make that happen. And and just the sheer joy and and laughter that came after that. Hmm. Makes for a great start to a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that idea. One thing I've considered doing that sounds really scary is doing the sacred self-pleasure practices while my husband's holding me. 
to help me like shift into that feeling mm-hmm. safe with the masculine energy because I feel 100% safe with him. Yeah. But that still feels really scary. But that's probably my next place that I get to open up into. Sounds like play work to me. Major stretch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that kind of intentionality, and especially if you explain to him the why ahead of time and, and allow him to be emotionally supportive as well as, you know, physically supportive, mm-hmm. especially so if you do, you know, cry afterwards, he won't be going, what the hell did I do? You know? But that, that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. You know, I, I'm thinking about the last time someone held me while I did that. And it was, I mean, purely out of frustration. I was just wanting laid and he was having none of it. And I'm like, I got to take care of this. You know, <laughs> he's like, well, you want me to hold you while you do it? I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) So I had a a different, you know, um, but the idea of that being part of the sacred practice, instead of just let me ease my own damn frustration, because you're not helping out here. That's a totally different, you know, that it might look the same to the outside. But that's where setting that intention and having having a, a bigger purpose for it and, and intending the healing from it mm-hmm. that be incredibly powerful. Please try it. Please report back. <laughs> no pressure, but that, yeah. <sighs> We're going away in a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. I'll talk to him about doing it then. <laughs> I love that he's open to stuff like this. It seems like you know, that you can have the conversations and, and it feels like he's like, yeah, sure. What do you need? Yeah. He doesn't want to participate at least not yet. I, um, I was doing this free course when COVID hit about, um, like sacred self-pleasure stuff, but with your partner mm-hmm. and there was this exercise of doing like a sacred blow job where it's mm-hmm. this whole, like, you give them a massage and like you do tantric breath and all this stuff. And so I thought, well, it's a blowjob. Of course he's going to want it. So I said, Hey babe, can I give you a sacred blowjob? <laughs> and his response, am I going to have to breathe? <laughs> like, if I have to intentionally breathe, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> Not even for a blowjob. <laughs> You nope. got to breathe anyway. Come on. Don't get them anyways. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah. he's not interested for himself, but he is the most supportive man in the world. So he's very happy to support me doing my thing. Mm-hmm. As long as he doesn't have to intentionally breathe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one thing that I've noticed for women who commit to this path, it ends up we end up becoming almost like activators of divine potential in, in men or in our partners, regardless of gender. Um, and men who can hold that divine, I mean, that truly divine masculine energy, you know, not the wounded, not the toxic, but especially in the bedroom, hold that true divine masculine energy. They have an ability to support us in deepening our own activation that ends up being beneficial for them too. And so it goes so far beyond um, 
just pleasure and just orgasm to where it's, it really is alchemical in, in terms of energy and potential and, you know, frequency and all, all the things we love to talk about in the spiritual world, but to where we can hold that space, that energetic space for each other to deepen, yes, into the pleasure, but also into the energetic potential, the divine potential. So yay for him and yay, yay for you. Yes. And I'm holding out for that. That's, you know, until I find that. And, and that's the thing where I'm like not being w- willing to settle anymore for me personally. Um, that's what I want <clears throat> is someone who can hold, hold space even in the bedroom for, for me to deepen in, um, but knowing that they benefit too. So do you think settling is a form of pleasure sabotage? Um, Settling is definitely a form of heart sabotage for me. As far as pleasure sabotage, I mean, aren't they the same thing though? Settling often looks like um, (laughs) just getting laid, right? And there can be pleasure that goes along with that. It's just not the emotionally connected kind of, um, and to me there's a difference. Yeah, it, it's pleasure, but not sacred pleasure. Yes, yeah, and, and that is that is the difference. And you know, I'm 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 not opposed. You know this. I'm not opposed to the idea of okay, bend over the bathroom counter and let's roll. You know, because sometimes that just energetically is just what I need. You know, but so it doesn't all have to be sacred. But when when the interaction is devoid of the possibility of sacred on, on both ends, I think that's what I want to avoid in the future. You know, I, I, I would like, I, I would prefer to pursue opportunities where at least that sacred container can be held by both parties. You know, even if they don't completely understand what the hell I'm talking about, you know, at, at least there's that, um, Oh, my heart can feel safe in it. That's a really good form of guidance. Like, is any part of this devoid of the potential of sacred pleasure? Mm -hmm. Right? If it is, then it's a no. Assuming that that's what we want. If that's what we're moving towards, who we're becoming. And that's where like hookup culture, I've never, you know, that's never really been my thing or that whole swipe left or swipe right and just have your, your that, because to me, and, and other people might view that differently, you know, that there, there may could potentially be some sacred element of that for others. But for me, it, it just isn't, you know, that's, um, and, and maybe it's the, the connection that matters for me, when it comes to sacred pleasure with a partner, at least, you know, some element of depth of connection, because without, without meaningful connection, that that's when it's really hard for my heart to feel safe, you know, or exactly the opposite, you know, go totally for no connection. Therefore, you don't have to get your heart involved at all. Let's just bang one out and you'll be done for the day. But that that's not really how I roll. So I'd rather lean into sacred self-pleasure than you know, but that's just me and no judgment toward people who approach it from a different perspective at all. Yeah. I certainly want to live with the intention that I am 
receiving and fully engaged in sacred pleasure and all the things that bring about the sustainability mm. of sacred There's, pleasure. There you go. Yeah. And it feels like so much of life is getting the fuck out of our own way when it comes yes. to sustainability. Yes. On so many fronts, so many fronts, whether it's business and making money, you know, committing to a, <laughs> a healthy eating plan, sacred pleasure, pick your thing. But so often it's just about getting out of our own way. But first we have to recognize when we're in our own way. And I think you kind of brought that, you know, that's what you've brought up today. Mm -hmm. And it confuses me that at least in my experience for the past year, it's been almost, it's, it's been a year since we've been doing this. <laughs> um, Happy anniversary. <laughs> right now you're my most, you're, you're my longest relationship. Thank you. Just <laughs> 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 <This> moment. <laughs> that every time intentional self-pleasure practices are a wonderful vessel for solving this mm. or alchemizing mm -hmm. whatever it is that's wanting to shift, right? Like I, I know that I can go back to that and just set that intention or ask the question, right? I love, I love inquiry. I find inquiry to be so powerful. And so just using the inquiry and then surrendering to that, like I know that the answers will come to me. It's going to continually unfold. Mm -hmm. And so I just get to do more of that and be open to the inspiration moving through me because I not want it to become an item on the to-do list. Yes. <laughs> but I have noticed anytime I'm scheduled to talk to you, I'm like, ooh, I gotta hurry and do this. <laughs> like, I'm always inspired right before we talk, like, oh, this would be a good time. <laughs> Yay, put yourself in the mindset, in the flow. The heart space, the sacred space, yes. <laughs> so thinking of you helps, you know, there's that autumn. If you, I've anchored you in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, yay. Good. <laughs> Glad to be a, um, a, a an inspiration or something there. I, I yeah, don't know. Very much inspiration. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it's interesting, you know, how they're, that idea of the positive trigger too, you know, it, it just in terms of what are the things in life that can encourage us to, to move more toward or lean more toward, you know, into a sacred pleasure practice that feels good and isn't as scary, you know, rather than, than the more negative trigger on the back end. And you know what just came through? So typically when we talk about comfort zone, stretch zone and danger zone, like we stay far from the danger zone, right? Like we don't want those triggers to come up mm -hmm. um, and just like take us out of whatever it is that we're focused on. But with pleasure, the solution for me has always been stay, right? And that's what comes through so often when I'm in the practices is keep going. Like, even though I'm having these amazing experiences, when I get that guidance to stay, woo, it blows things out of the water. And what's coming through is like, when it comes to pleasure and the stretch zone and where that pleasure can possibly lapse into the danger zone, that the solution is 
is not get the fuck out of the danger zone with pleasure. It's stay, stay there. And that's where the safety comes in. That's where it becomes so clear because it's not true danger. Mm. <sighs> danger. Yeah. And so, so the, yeah, the best thing I could have done was do more pleasure practices rather than like ah! <laughs> <laughs> running from them. Uh, I think you just hit something so important. The idea of, of, and you're training your body and your mind when you stay there and continue with the pleasure and the pleasure elevates and, you know, it becomes, whoo, um, and nothing bad happens. It's like, then you have the opportunity to minimize, to minimize the danger zone or push, push the stretch zone or, you know, however you want to look at it, but to her, it just doesn't feel so dangerous anymore. But if you put a toe in and then jump out every time that it's like, oh, I don't know, you know, <laughs> then you never have the chance to, to, to really recognize, okay, I'm safe here. I'm safe mm -hmm. here. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> Exhale on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <sighs> That's good stuff. Yeah. I'm excited to just explore this next week and cultivate awareness because it is all about the awareness right? Staying in that place of observer and notice like when I start to pull back and how I can stay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, no, I know <laughs> that that is also a lot of like emotional eating, not staying in the pleasure. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I'm going to play with that one. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, there's something mm -hmm. to that about not staying in the, not feeling safe in the heart. And so I need to play with that too. Not that any of this is tiny and small. <laughs> some pretty big, you know, some pretty big things. Mm -hmm. And the awareness of which, and when we have the courage to, you know, to really address it, head on or surrender into what can we learn with this? Those are game changers. But it, but it does take courage. And that's the thing with the danger zone to stick takes courage. So let me commend you on your courage all those times that you've stuck. Thank you. Yeah. You're an inspiration. Oh, ditto. <laughs> Thanks for all the orgasms you brought to my life. <laughs> I can't. I was about to say, I can't wait till we actually meet in person, but I was afraid that might sound a little weird after that comment. Hugs <laughs> are good too. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. If we can, through these conversations, encourage people to, to embrace sacred orgasm, sacred pleasure, to grow through sacred pleasure, to amplify their energy through sacred pleasure, man. Well, we both know that's good stuff and it's yeah. not necessarily, you know, all tingles and, you know, body quivers all the time, <laughs> but sometimes it does get a little scary and it does bring up stuff that we have the opportunity then to become aware of and, and move through, not stay stuck in to heal, to clear, to whatever, but we know how to do that if we choose to. All right, well, here's to play to staying in pleasure. 
and playing in pleasure playing in pleasure yeah it doesn't have to be all hard all the time well <laughs> i keep saying that please make it hard all the time. <laughs> pardon me <laughs> with that i guess it's time for us to probably just say and now we wish you happy orgasms <laughs> yes time's infinity <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of OMG Spot Podcast. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think or request topics you'd like us to explore. You can email us at omgspotpodcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook under OMG Spot Podcast. Go have an orgasmic and pleasure-filled day.